get haunted with your host <laughs> that's strong sorry the sound engineer he just he was just like the, the levels just <laughs> sorry you were screaming so i started screaming it got, um, I got pumped. And Allie, welcome back to Let's Get Haunted, the uh, only podcast where you can be haunted and get haunted at the same wow. time. Yes. Are you already a ghost? Yeah. Did you think it wasn't possible to get even more haunted? Are you the one who normally does the haunting? Well, fucking buckle up because right. we're going to get you even more haunted. It's a wild ride. And if you are listening to this today... Stop what you're doing right now, pause, and then go open up another device and watch this video podcast on YouTube. Yes. And vice versa. If you're watching this on YouTube, stop what you're doing right now, open up another device, and listen to this in the background while you're watching this so that we can keep our streams. That's right. Thank you guys very much for your service. Yes. Absolutely I'm not appreciate it. I am Allie, no name, and <laughs> we are here to bring you the craziest hauntings from around the world from around the globe from around oh i can hear myself in my headphones now i hear now. myself in one <gasps> ear i hear myself in both oh my oh really so loud have i been i probably i've just been screaming <laughs> louder than i thought i was because i couldn't hear myself before yeah i don't know i didn't even notice that i couldn't hear myself before but now it's I a just, whole new world i just like got used to not like you know like can't hear can't really smell well <laughs> something hurts i'm tired like just toughen up yeah you right know? yeah you just get used to not not having any sort of comfort and luxury so I know, this, i'm right? like wait my headphones work wait yeah, like we're in a studio yeah like, what this is super nice um also if you're watching right now notice i'm wearing yes. the tank top look at this haunted girl oh summer. i love it i'm wearing mine uh on the next episode when we record i love the haunted girl summer tank i wear it everywhere i've gotten so many compliments like from random people yeah who are like stop me at target and they're like where'd you get that shirt did you get that here and i'm like no you have to go to letsgethaunted.com but then i don't say that it's my oh, podcast because i feel like Good. yeah that's weird yeah i also don't want to talk to a stranger longer than i have to right hey back up six feet away you shouldn't even yeah. be looking <laughs> at my shirt sir um, or ma'am but yeah the our shirts are are super awesome highly recommend they come in size small to 2x and there's a global guys turn off your ears if you don't want to hear more bad news right now <laughs> they're not advertising this on the news but there is a global garment shortage Correct. right now it yes. is Im nearly impossible to find blank black tanks these took us forever and we ordered them from a place who was like yeah we're gonna get them out to you in two weeks and then two mm -hmm. weeks came and they were like sorry there's none left like what do you want us to do and then we were mad about it so we went and tried As to usual. like be like we're gonna go take our business somewhere else and then everyone was like it's the same like we don't have any <laughs> tanks either right so it was a pain in the ass and to get the 2x size we had to go through another vendor just a bunch of, long story too long didn't hear it didn't read it don't care not reading all yeah of that. don't give a shit yeah already doing plus just 30 seconds be fucking happy yeah. and go to the let's get on a <laughs> website buy some tank shop tops we also have another one um that's in size xs through one xl i mm -hmm. believe yes and it's haunted ghoul summer and both of these were ethically sourced by real artists who we paid real money to 
And yeah, yeah so there's facts. really no excuse not to have one unless you don't want to have a haunted summer. And I don't understand that. Yeah, especially as spooky season is fast approaching. Yep. I feel like you've got to get every minute out of your haunted girl summer that yes. you can. Or your hot ghoul summer, depending on your persuasion. Yes. And if you're wondering, this this is a size large. Um, I, I fit in the size small through the double XL. It's just kind of like how you want it to fit. I like this to be a little bit uh, larger. So you can see it kind of like hits at the mid thigh. Whoa, you can't see. Huh. Huh. You can do it, Natalia. I believe in you. <laughs> That's worse. That's so much worse. You were doing better before. <laughs> you guys so, get it. You guys so, get it. So um, my point is that, you know, if you're a very small person and you're like, oh, they don't have any smalls left. Give it something else a shot. Yeah. And um, also, I have been reading um, people's comments who have bought the shirts. And we have one listener who said that she is normally a 3XL in women's. Uh -huh. And she fits perfectly into the 2XL because these sizes are unisex. unisex. Yes. So and definitely, um, I think you also put on the website, like, the measurements. Yes, yes. I did. And yeah. I painstakingly went through each one and measured it myself, which makes it probably less accurate. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> All of the brands for the shirts are like different based off of different sizes. You know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Go to the website. All the information is yes. there. All the information's there. Take a chance. Buy a shirt. Well, guys, I went and checked the P.O. box recently as well. And there is a plethora of mail. I, I tried know, to pre Christmas. Yeah, I tried to pre-open some and then I'm I don't know. Can we just open this? Yeah. Open it, read okay. stuff. It says, hello, Allie and Nat. I'm a children's librarian and oh. training, so I'm spending along some. I'm sending along some of my favorite spooky books for Enzo. Of course, you might want to wait a few years for some of them. I love you so much. Adorable. Oh my Who's goodness. That from? Wait, did she? She or he or they put their name? Uh, from Isabel Greece. Ooh, very nice. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you very um, much. Okay, it, this is in a dark, dark room and other scary stories. That's is that so a Richard cute. Scary Boat? No, oh no, it's not. That's very, Super very cute. cute. Oh, it's it's reading level two. Wow, this. I keep forgetting that he's like gonna get bigger and yeah. grow up, and it makes <laughs> me sad. He's not gonna be a baby forever. Scary stories to tell in the dark. <gasps> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh! Wow, just to think that when uh, it's three of them in there, just to think that when That's Enzo so generous is so generous, so awesome. When Enzo is old enough. He will like be reading haunted things. He's gonna be forced to be spooky from yeah. a young age. Yeah, definitely. Well, I am, thank you so much. I am opening up a letter from a listener named Maddie from Louisville, Kentucky, and she writes, "Nat and Allie, hi ladies. My name is Maddie. Allie, you may recognize me as Madison F on Venmo. That's right. Yes, I do. Maddie. I do recognize that name." I unfortunately don't have anything to give you to, but I wanted to write in and send you love. I've never written quote unquote fan mail before, but the impact of your little podcast, the impact your little podcast has had on my life cannot be overstated. Aww. I left a review when I first found your podcast from the Halloween episode. In my review, I wrote that it was a great pod as long as you don't mind the host talking about their personal lives. <laughs> oh, no. Allie, you read the review out loud and were upset about it. I do want to clarify <laughs> Maddie, no, you're so sweet. I didn't put two and two together that that was the same person. I was not upset. <laughs> what I was saying was... I'm so embarrassed right now. I read the review to Nat and I said, we got four out of five stars. And I said, they didn't write anything negative. So the only thing I can think of is maybe there was a star taken off 
Hmm. Because we talk about our personal lives. Right. Let's see if there's some clarification. Oh, no. This is so awkward. Uh, please take this letter as an apology. I love hearing all about your personal hauntings now that I know you ladies better. Oh. oh thank that's you. That's sweet. Thank, thank you, you. Thanks. N- Nat, I'm overjoyed for you and your partner. The arrival of baby Enzo made me so happy. I can't even uh. imagine how you two feel. <laughs> thank you for bringing your chaotic energy to the show. You always make me laugh, but especially when you describe photos to blind listeners. <laughs> what? Allie, your research thoroughness and ability to keep the show on track while also being chaotic mm-hmm. amazes me. It's a balance I could never achieve. Your podcast is the only one I listen to as soon as new episodes drop. I love the YouTube videos as well. I give both YouTube and Spotify views. Yes, oh, Maddie. Yes. Thank you so much. I, oh, keep up the great work. You made, you make work more tolerable via our parasocial relationship. Sorry for the novel. Much love and positive hauntings. Maddie from Louisville. Maddie, that's so nice. Thank you, you know Maddie. What I realized? And look at this card. It's a little owl. I love it. You know what Owls I realized? so spooky. Maddie is just one of those rare people in the world that's super honest. Yeah. You know, she's like, you know what? You like this podcast if you don't mind them talking about their personal lives. And then later she realized, you know what? Actually, I do think this is a five-star podcast. We grow I'm going to write them a letter. Yeah. You know? And I think, I really do think, because we recently got another bad review because someone said that they only listened oh, to no. two of our episodes. Don't and, get started, And Alyssa. couldn't even make it through 15 minutes because the hosts talk to each other too much. And I'm like, what? That's uh-huh. just the format of our show, you guys. Right. Like, it's okay. You can find another, like, there are lots of podcasts where it's just one dude These are the kind of people who just complain about foreplay, and they're like, I like to get right to sex yeah. immediately. <laughs> Don't lube up. <laughs> Shove it in my butt. Like, <laughs> go to town. We're at the, this needs some to of be us, finished and that's okay. But some of us need some warming up, right. is what we're saying. Yeah. Some of us need some water-based lubricant from time to time. <laughs> and that's and our that's conversation. Okay. Those are our yes, intros. We are your water-based lubricant yep. to get into the haunted <laughs> balls to the wall hour. So I thought you were going to say the haunted hole, and I was like, oh. Oh, oh. maybe I should have said that. Yeah. Well, we have Thank more you, mail. Maddie. Oh, yes. We do have more mail. Yes. What is this? Oh, it's a boogeyman book. Oh, how cute. That must be another Enzo book. This is scary. Okay, wait. It said, it's from, wait, I had this book memorized as a kid. It's so fun to read aloud and remains one of my favorites to this day. From Isabel. Okay, so it must have came in different oh, packages. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what Amazon does sometimes is they'll ship in separate packages. How cute. Oh, that's really cute. Oh, oh I I'm love excited it. to read it to him. Adorable. Lately, when I try to read to him, he just, like, smacks the book out of he's, my hands and it's like, Wah! Yeah, he's like, bitch, give me milk. I don't <laughs> want any of this learning shit. I know. Like, he'll play with books like this. This is how that's good. They're supposed to be tactile. Yeah. You know, they're learning. He's like making those synapse connections Mm -hmm. in his brain. And then he's going to be a genius because of all of the books and the spookies and the spookies. Yes. Yes. Because his mind will be opened. His third eye will be open. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe we don't want that. I have another letter here from Wyatt. Dear Nat and Allie, my cousin Sonny and I, Wyatt, are huge fans of your podcast. I cannot tell you how many depressive episodes y'all made better. I've sent over a few story emails and can't wait to hear y'all's reaction when you get to them. I do binge your pod while hiking in the national parks. Haunted! I am a podcast producer by trade, but never thought to make my own. 
You girls inspired us to start one. What? That's amazing. We make it sound good. <laughs> Thank Wyatt. I hope. Wow. That's congratulations. Awesome. We're called Horror Buzzed if you want to listen. I oh, hope wow. you to listen. Uh, oh, and they just hit 300 streams. You know, and then he says, he says, um, like, you know, it's so exciting, like sarcastic. No, that is super that is exciting. Really exciting. That's really fucking exciting. Super exciting. That Actually, means you're the, doing something the right. more streams you get, the less exciting it gets. So, like, enjoy this phase because I remember that time when we were like, oh my gosh, someone commented. Yeah, holy shit, we got two streams. Yeah, like, and now we're like, someone gave us four stars. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, exactly. Very sorry for my penmanship. I'm used to typing. Also, this is great handwriting, I just want to say. Slay. Uh, love. Why and sunny stay spooky and it's a $25 gift card to Starbucks oh that's super nice and we will use that wow shout out to horror buzzed if yeah, you guys want to give them a listen yeah oh oh what is this are these razor blades this is scary what's happening this is a razor blade yes okay wait is there did I accidentally throw out the thing no I didn't okay because I saw that because I thought it was something I had ordered does it say in there who it's from no, these are telescopic, multifunctional cutter box cutter letter opener letter packaging <laughs> bottle open mini cutter knives. Dang it! Did I lose? I I when There's I was walking, I saw a piece of paper fall. Are these yours? No, no, no. I I just don't remember the name of the person who sent them. I opened it. Oh. And I, I read the note, and the note said that it, something to the effect of, um, "This is for Nat and Ali because." Nat is always saying that I'm going to like accidentally murder both of us when I try to cut things open with scissors. Yes, yes. that is true. Dang it. I, I knew I saw a piece of paper fall out Over of my here. truck when I was parking. So if you sent these to us, these little box cutters, these are so cute. We'll, we'll put your name in the yes. comments below. Thank you very much. Oh, look. And there's a little hole in the tail so we could just wear it around our necks. Yes. I love it. Adorable. And it's also Keep protection. it close to my heart. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. And it looks like Wyatt sent something else to us. Wyatt. Unless this is a different Wyatt. In a which Wyatt case... place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. This isn't from Wyatt. This is from Weekly Creep. Who's Weekly Creep? Weekly Creep is another listener uh, podcast. Oh, I have cool. seen you wait. guys on... Um, they follow us on Instagram. Oh, amazing. Hey, guys. We're big fans of your show. So we sent stickers from our show? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> hope you like them. Dulce and Adam. Thank you oh, so amazing. much, Dulce and Adam. Oh, there's fat cats on these stickers. I love it. I love amazing. This. This Everyone is go listen to Weekly Creep as I'm well. I'm gonna put this on my Nalgene bottle immediately. Yes, that's right. Um, and Natalia, do you see what's in front oh, of you? Oh no, what is this? That's yours. What is I didn't, this? I didn't bring mine. This guys, is this is a rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa. You hype us up. What is this? What is it? Is it another? Uh, it's a plaque. What? I couldn't even think of anything. And it says the 13th annual Shorty Awards. Best podcast haunted. audience honor. Let's get haunted. Presented to Alyssa and Natalia. Woo! Thank wow. you guys so much for voting for us for that. We finally just got our awards in the mail. Um, we were able to purchase two awards. If you remember, we wanted originally that big glass thing with the whale's tail at oh. the top. Oh. Should we even explain what yeah, happened? Yeah, I think we need to destroy the Shorty Awards. This is very exciting, though. I'm yeah. going to definitely No, this, this is amazing. We're going to hang these up. I'm putting um, this right here for the rest of the First episode. of all, let me say, if you donated for us to get the trophy, 
have no fear because the we, amount that the whale's tail trophy cost yeah. was the same as two of these square trophies. So now we both have two square trophies. Yes. Um, but basically what happened is they wouldn't let us get the whale tail because they said that they didn't pick us. We were an audience honor. So um, the whale tail went to whoever Miriam Webster's Oh, I'm sure they need a lot podcast. of support and yeah. pub- publicity. Yeah, they probably were like, what is this? And just broke it. They're yeah. like, let's <laughs> drop this from the top of our, our high-rise penthouse office and watch right. it shatter on the right. presence below. <laughs> <laughs> Word of the day is apathy. And they just like smash it over someone's head. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You heard it here first. Word of the day is apathy. That's very good, Alyssa. Oh, thank you. That was too clever. <laughs> who? You're getting too who clever. Who did it? Yes. Um, I have another package here. This one is from Gabriella O. From Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. I have never heard of that before. Oh, awesome. Jamaica Plain. Yes. And they write, I hope this helps find topics for new episodes. Stay haunted. Oh, it's going to be a skin covered book with an eye that blinks. God, we can only hope. (laughs) It can be our third co-host. Oh, yes. Mr. Book. Yeah. Strange stories, amazing facts. Oh my gosh, let me Wait, see. This is kind of cool too. It looks very vintage. It looks like a. It looks like one of those Bibles you find in a hotel. Wow! Wow! wow. Look at that! Look at that! Let's open up. It is kind of weird that Bibles are in hotels and. Is it's, it to like remind you not to cheat on your wife when you're on a business trip? Like you open the side table and you see the Bible when you're reaching for a condom. That could be the new conspiracy. <laughs> This this uh, I think this is going to be great for us. Um, I just opened it up and it's it's uh, says suspended by skewers through the flesh. Two young Mandan Indians undergo the test of fitness to become warriors. Wow. Well, haunted and they've become warriors, which is a positive haunting. Now being stabbed, being stabbed. I'm not sure. This is amazing. Negative to me. But who am I to say chain of exploding stars? This is, um, well, guys, I'm going to be super distracted. Yeah, I was going to say, we're this. not going to record today because we're just going to read passages. You guys gave us a present and now book. we can't record a podcast. Look, this is already coming in handy. Wow. I'm opening a package. Yes. Describe to us. Use your descriptor nouns. I will. This is from Ronan P. Shiny. From Portland, <laughs> Oregon. There is tape. Sticky. Which creates a sticky, shiny substance uh cardboard asmr asmr crinkly oh, sh- oh i see fur fur i see fur oh please let it not oh be God, alive is this curse what kind of oh fur God, i'm so nervous i'm so nervous okay hold on i'm gonna read this before i lift it up i'm gonna read this first <laughs> i wonder what's inside begins the letter with a picture of a cyclops oops this is great. I love every single one of you guys so much. Yes. Right now. This, it really does make our day when we get listener this, mail. This is my whole year. Let's see here. Oh, so this was just a cover. I see. Can I see, I see the cover to have yes, something to play course, with? Yes, of course. Of course. You can use my name and my pronouns are he, him. Thank you so much Thank for you. saying that because my default is just to say they now, but I do appreciate Same. when you guys um, tell us your pronouns. Allie and Nat, hi, I'm Ronan, huge fan of the show. Hi, Ronan. Haunted and hilarious fuckery. It's amazing. (laughs) I consider myself quite lucky to have discovered y'all. I recommend the show to all that will listen. Thank you. Enclosed is some of my art I made for you guys. Be ready for some rad shit. They are two mummified little opossum paws. 
They bear a thank you rose to you two beautiful slash chaotic bitches, for I was in dire need of a good and honest jaunty banter encased in bloodbaths and boogeymen. Also, for the softcore porn voices, which I say this respectfully, of course, make me feel like Casper the Friendly Ghost is knocking on my knickers. Anyway, consider these gifts good luck charms made with all the positive hauntings you both deserve. May they bring joy and success. I promise they aren't cursed. I'm so glad I read this before picking up what was in here okay but it's a possum paw p.s i'll be sending in my listener tale this tale is about the time my sleep paralysis demon dicked me down he had me heels to jesus reels to jesus heels to jesus oh heels to jesus 10 out of 10 would recommend keep up the great work gals i'm always rooting for you keep oh love y'all and godspeed ronan okay ronan sounds really cool i want to hang out with him yeah ronan come find us Dude, Ronan, how did you find these? What? See, this is why we need an office, because there's no fucking way Cody is letting me bring that into our home. Ronan, Let me see it. explain. Okay, you wait. guys, Here. it's a butterfly. I don't want it to fall. First of all, see it's it. real possum paws. Mummified possum paws. I am curious. How did you get these possum paws, Ronan? And they're held together by wire, and they're holding a like an artificial rose. I'm sorry, but you guys need to see this. Is this legal? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or am I? Ronan, that's crazy. Ronan, did you find roadkill to get these? I'm so interested. Please tell us how you did this. Maybe Ronan's into taxidermy. I know we have a couple of listeners that have um, sent us messages saying that they're into taxidermy. Ta- taxidermy is honestly like the most goth of all the arts. Oh, so hell I'm not yeah. surprised. Absolutely. Thank you, Ronan. I know we do need to get an office because then we no, can now put we have all of to your have an shit office. on a shelf. There's... We need an office, and this needs to be on display. I, I, let me hold this up. I feel like there's going to be so many questions from people. So, do you guys see this? You guys, it's quiet because we're just taking in Also, I'm just the thinking, oh, arms. the possums are so small. I know. Well, since it's a good luck charm, I'm going to go ahead and say that this was a <laughs> possum that lived a long, fabulous life. And Ronan, who did you know is they only live for like taxidermy. two years? <laughs> this one lived to be twelve. And Ronan, who's super into taxidermy, decided to mummify the arms. Okay. Thank you very much, Ronan. I'm opening up the next one, and it says it's from uh, North Carolina. From well, I'm not going to say who it's from because maybe they don't want me to say. But I'll let you guys guess. If you're psychic right now, take a guess. I'll give you a hint. Who is this from? It seems to be Hawaiian. Even though it's from North Carolina. Oh, no. I know. This is from Kamuela. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's, he's, he said. So if you guys remember from our Hawaiian folklore episode, um, he said he was sending us a little something to say thank you. Oh, thank this you is so it. much, Kamuela. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you guys aren't listening to his podcast, you got to go give it a uh, listen. Legends from the Pacific. Yes. Yes. And lots of chocolates in here. Oh, my God. We've got amazing. the Mauna Loa dry rested. Oh. Macadamia. Can I have one of those? Yeah, I can eat. eat Please go for it. Uh, We've got hungry. Literally, so many different kinds of milk chocolates. It would blow your head off if I continued to tell you about them. But just imagine, hear all this. Just imagine a bunch of chocolates, and then we've got more chocolates. Oh, that is incredible. Single serve cups. This is very, very, very nice. We need to send him something. Yeah, we do. Let's send him in the possum arms. <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> no explanation. Okay, wait. It says, 
Aloha, Allie and Matt. Sorry for the delay in getting this to you. I had a family issue that needed my attention. I hope you enjoy the treats. And if the chocolate's melted, pop them in the fridge for a while. Once again, thank you two very much for having me as a guest. I look forward to meeting you two in person, sharing oh, yeah. a drink, working on a future project or another Absol- episode. Absolutely. Mahalo. Uh, P.S. I linked our episode in my new email newsletter. Several fans replied they shipped. Allie and I, I found this amusing. Aww. I wasn't aware if shipping applied to real people. That's so cute. Oh, that's very sweet. Hell yeah, Kamu. And you want to know why? Because Kamu was so patient with me. I was pronouncing everything wrong. <laughs> and he was so gracious, corrected my mistakes in a way that didn't make me feel stupid. Right. And had he had a haunting for every single topic we talked about. Wow. Mm-hmm. Kamu, Amazing. you're the shit. Let's get into this episode. All right, let me just take a big swig of Earl Grey tea to wash down this macadamia nut oh, that yes. is stuck to my tooth. <laughs> Give me just a moment. I'll take a big swig from the Nalgene bottle that I'm not supposed to drink from because it's like, it's a fucking Nalgene bottle. But Cody is like, that's my special Nalgene bottle. And I'm like, if I broke this and just bought you another one, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know even the notice. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Okay, I'm caffeinated. I had some nuts. We've been lubed up. We got with this intro. Arms. We're ready to go Hard. down this hole. Let's do it. Okay. I'm very excited. First of all, I just want to say, you might look at me and be like, I don't think she's that excited, but you should know. If this was I'm- not that excited and this was very excited... You're I'm very as excited. close as you can be to this side. All right, good. Because we're going to... I got to get amped. I feel like the last episode, I was kind of half asleep. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here Change we go. Here we go. Physiology. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. Natalia. Drum roll. Drum roll. Natalia. Yes. In the language of English. No. It is, <laughs> it is common to hear the phrase, at a crossroads. Yes. When someone is, quote, at a crossroads, mm-hmm. it normally means that they are deciding between two or more options. Correct. True or false? True. Yes. I'm going to say true. Yeah. You win. What is dollars. true? Yes. Usually, once an option is chosen, the other one disappears, making it impossible to go back and change your mind once a path has been chosen. But for those brief moments where you are actively at the crossroads, before you choose which figurative path to walk down, anything is possible. Anything? Before you finally make that decision, an infinite number of decisions are laid out before you, just waiting for you to choose one. Each choice coming with even more choices, even more paths to walk down. More and more crossroads lined up for you with bated breath waiting to see if you'll pick them. A crossroads is the physical meeting place of different realms. A crossroads is a place that is literally neither here nor there, betwixt and between. (laughs) A crossroads represents free will. It represents opportunity, but it also represents consequences and points of no return. Perhaps it is because of this duality of possibility and loss that physical crossroads have held such deep spiritual and often supernatural significance throughout world history. That's true. 
Now, Natalia, you may remember that in episode 47, the Hammersmith Ghost. The Crossroads. The Crossroads. Yes. So we learned in that episode that in 1800s England, those who committed suicide were Mm -hmm. buried at Crossroads with their head facing downwards. Medieval and early modern Europeans believed that the souls of the dead resided at these crossroads and they would build shelters and wooden booths for their souls to rest in. The souls of those who committed suicide and those who were criminals were thought to be dangerous in the afterlife, their ghosts able to remain on earth and terrorize the living. By burying these bodies at crossroads, it was thought that the ghosts might become confused, unable to find the correct path back into into town, and therefore stuck forever in a sort of purgatory, forever stuck in that liminal space of never choosing which pathway to follow. Mm. Natalia, do you have any questions so far? Yeah. Um, so I remember Crossroads episodes, Crossroads are Haunted. Also, we talked about in the Japanese folklore episode uh, something about Crossroads. I think Crossroads are also haunted. I can't remember exactly what it was as most of the facts that I learned. <laughs> I can't remember. You know what? But in times of, of desperation, I yep. think if we went on a haunted version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh. It would all come flooding back. No, multiple choice. I'm good. But if it's a write your answer in, absolutely not. I was recently talking to my best friend because she just finished vet school. And she was like, yeah, like we were talking. We had gone to high school together and I didn't understand how she would have like a 4.0 despite never coming to class, like always gone. All those people infuriating. I know. And like we would both not study for a test. And I know she didn't study because she was spending the night at my house and we were not studying. Right. And then we'd come in that morning and she would be like, oh, we let me look through something before the test. And they would be like literally in the time between the bell like ringing and that little time you have to go like get all your shit together and then get to class. She would like open up the book, gaze through some some pages and then like get the highest grade in the class on the thing. So and so I constantly have to, to explain to her that like, listen, life is very different for me. Like <laughs> I will read things and not remember what yeah, I not read retain at the all. Info. Someone will ask me like, what did you just read about? And I'm like, couldn't tell you. Cause I was thinking about 15 other things at the same right, time. Right. right. And um, I can't remember why I even started telling you about this. Because it may have been covered also in the Japanese yeah. folklore. Episode. I don't know. Because- it's possible we talked about, crossroads there yeah i heard you have to hear something seven times before you remember it and that's why Mm. like media marketing campaigns use twitter and they use billboards and they use bus stops and they use facebook and they use instagram and then they use facebook snapchat snapchat and then they're done wow (laughs) what a haunted number two seven might come up in this episode as well Seven is extremely haunted. Yes. We have a tattoo of a seven. We do have a tattoo of a seven. I was seven pounds, seven ounces when I was born. Were you really? I was born seven days before my due date, and I was born on 727. Wow. I just like sevens because they're like gambling. They're pretty. Yeah. It's like yeah, if you get three you sevens, you win treasure. Right. <laughs> well, my point is that this is an episode all about crossroads. <laughs> Why they're haunted, how they're haunted, in what ways you can become haunted at a crossroads. And this covers a bunch of different cultures and a bunch of different times in history. So also, if you, you live ready? in Oklahoma City, there's a crossroads mall and there is like always a shooting there. Wow. So. Well, guess what? Additionally haunted. <laughs> Yes. And yes. that is why. It's not because of our gun laws. It's because it's, because it's at it's a, a crossroads, crossroads mall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, in the historic region of Pomerania, which is now part of Germany and Poland, is and yes, where the Pomeranian dogs, come, dogs from? come from there. Yes. 
Wow, I see. I would I would have never expected them to come from Germany because I think of like German dogs as being like schnauzers and like very Shepherds. like working dogs and you know very like stout and you know stoic German. and no nonsense. Yeah. And then you got a little Pomeranian that's just its only purpose is it's to, be, to cute. be cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in this historic region of Pomerania, there exists a legend of a man who is traveling home one evening after a long journey. No. A man <laughs> He arrives at a crossroads and pauses when he sees the vague, dark outline of a man standing in his way. The shadowy figure wears a long, dark coat, a wide-brimmed hat, Mm-mm. wooden shoes, no, and is facing the traveler blocking the road. What year is this? It's just, uh, it doesn't say what year specifically. It's just a part of their folklore in this region of Pomerania. Oh, oh, so maybe wooden shoes are normal because it's like Bavaria or something? It could be. Who's it, to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I'm going to say it's common. Okay. Okay. So, the traveler calls out to the shadow man, but receives no response. Cautiously, the traveler chooses to go off the roadway and ride his horse around the dark figure. At first, the traveler thinks that the situation is odd, but harmless, and continues riding his horse home. However, he soon begins to hear the clicking sound of wooden shoes on pavement close behind him. Slowing his horse, the traveler looks behind him. To his horror, he sees the shadow man following close behind. No! The traveler calls out to the man, still no response. No! It is then that he realizes that the man is not a man, but a ghost. No! Who has become attached to him. No! It got so much worse the longer I lived. <laughs> yes, and it keeps getting worse. Despite the traveler's best efforts, he cannot shake the spirit. Upon reaching his home, the traveler ties up his steed and quickly shuts the door behind him. But the ghost simply floats through the closed door. What do you? Oh. And settles in the man's living room. For eight days, the ghost haunts the traveler's house. Finally, the traveler shouts at the spirit, What do you want from me? The ghost man reaches out his arm, beckoning the traveler to follow him. His possum arm. Yes, his possum, his little tiny baby possum arm. <laughs> Desperate. The traveler follows the figure to a churchyard. Once there, he recites a series of prayers, asking for God to grant peace for the restless soul. Once the prayers are completed, the shadow man fades away, never to be seen again, having finally obtained the rest he sought. Okay, so shadow man, all it took to get him to go away was a prayer? So, in ancient times throughout history, crossroads were thought to be a place that all types of paranormal stuff was happening. Right. And as we know, in medieval Europe, people who like were criminals or people who committed suicide because back in the day they didn't understand suicide. Mm -hmm. They just thought, oh, it's against God. It's against the Bible. Therefore, this person is haunted. Yeah. So they would bury them because these types of people couldn't have a Christian funeral. Yeah. They couldn't be buried in a churchyard. Mm -hmm. So they would be buried at a crossroads, which ensured that their spirits were forever confused. Mm. Just like, how do I pass on? I can't pass on. I don't know which path to take. I can't find town. And so they would just hang out at these crossroads hoping to find someone to help them pass on Mm -hmm. so when this shadow man 
um, has this traveler happen upon him at the perfect time, the shadow man is then able to just follow this man because he can't do it on his own. That's part of the lore. Mm -hmm. Like he's so confused, he can't choose a path. But if he can find someone who's not dead, he can follow that person and get somewhere. Right. So he finally is able to make it to a house. he wouldn't be confused. Yes, because he's following someone. He's not going based off of his own confusion he knows yeah. that guy's not dead right so he's not going to be confused so he's just going to follow that person oh, i wonder if like normal ghosts are like that oh and that's why they attach to people yeah why some ghosts attach because they're just like we're dating now yeah hey guess what i'm super confused yeah. i think that you seem to know what's going on in your life man we've yeah. all been there i know right you're just like i don't know what my life is up to but this guy or gal mm -hmm. seems to have it all together yeah please yeah. Send me a life jacket. Right, yeah. <laughs> and as we all know, that never, it works, never out. works out. No, you no. need to be able to find yourself first. Yes. But if you're a ghost, this can work out because oh. the ghost follows this guy home, is haunting his house for a while. And the guy's like, how the fuck do I get this ghost out of my house? Mm -hmm. So he finally is just like, show me, show me what you need. Mm -hmm. And the ghost is like, okay, follow me. Now that I know, now that I'm in town, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be able to find a churchyard. Right. Because he's escaped the crossroads. And so then he leads him to this churchyard that he's not allowed to be in. His soul is not allowed to be in. That's why he's haunting a crossroads. Mm -hmm. And then this alive person is able to say a bunch of prayers asking God to forgive this damned soul. Right. And then the soul is able to pass on. Okay. I'm here with you. Yeah. It's I very it. interesting, though. Yeah. It's very, it's such a cool concept of like condemning someone to, to just. Uh, eternity of confusion because right. it's not hell it's mm -hmm. purgatory you're just in this constant state of not knowing where you are unable to make any decisions oh uh, that's I hate not making a decision that's yeah. why I'm very impulsive because living in that space wondering what I should do right. is like the worst thing so I'm like just make a decision and if it's the wrong one you'll find out and then you'll fix it right <laughs> see but I'm the opposite of you I feel like I can never make a decision because I am too busy thinking about the consequences of my actions right. so I could totally see myself being some ghost at a crossroads like well if I go here Maybe right. I never get to heaven because I don't ever come upon a churchyard. Right. If I go here, maybe it leads to a forest and then I'm lost in a forest. So I would literally, I would just stay at the crossroads. Right. I totally feel for this ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Crossroads for life. Yeah. Well, continuing onward. Yes. According to author Martin Puvel in his article, The Mystery of the Crossroads, the dead can also be conjured up. At the place where several roads meet. Yeah, they can. So some ghosts are just hanging out there. Mm -hmm. Other ghosts aren't, but they are able. It's like a thinning it's a of portal. the veil. Yes. Right. So totally. basically what you're telling me is that crossroads are vulnerable to supernatural activity. Correct. Okay. And according to a Danish legend, if you went to a crossroads on New Year's Eve at midnight and stood within the rectangle formed by the tracks of horse cart wheels. Okay. You could summon any deceased person to appear by simply calling out their name. Oh. The spirit of that dead person would be obligated to appear without fail and answer three questions for you before disappearing. <gasps> Once called, the soul of the summoned would not be able to come back to Earth until the following year. So every year you just call this person up to ask anybody. them some questions? But you can call anybody. It doesn't even have to be someone you know personally. Right. So Who would you call up? I don't. That's such a big the, question. The you person know? who left bad reviews. But they're not dead yet. 
but I'm their karma is not very good because they left a bad review. Right. So it's possible at any moment they could die. Just saying. But well, who's one person you would call? I it doesn't like, have to be like your most person. You know, right, like, I right. feel like that makes it hard to answer questions when someone's like, "What one person would you invite to yeah, dinner? Or, yeah, dinner party. Dead, yeah, I'm uh, like, I don't fucking know. I know. There's, there's an like infinite number of options. Cool people. Why can't I just invite all of them? You know what? Indrid Cold from two episodes ago. Right. And would you ask him like, "Hey, is I'd that, be like, "What the fuck is up? Are with you that? is are you real? Is yeah." It, because if he doesn't show up, yeah. then either the only options are either he's still living because he's an alien yeah. or he never existed. So actually, I'd be right back where I currently where am right now. From. Yeah, damn it. Yes, I see what you mean about the crossroads yeah. being confusing. Yes. It's, who would you call? Who would I call? That's. I mean, that's hard. I feel like if I was alive and I... Well, I, you are oh, okay. currently. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I felt like I was fading away. Really, I think this is the very depressing answer, but I don't think that there's anyone who could cheer me up. You know, like yeah. I keep thinking, like who would just make who could I benefit from? from yeah, like who what would make my life better if I invited someone? Would I, should I call like an old relative? And I'm like, uh, should I do you know like an old yeah. friend? And I'm like, no. And then I guess I'm at peace. No one. Well, there you go. No there's one. There's nothing you have, to add. You don't have three questions for anyone, living or dead. Yeah, because there's the only people I can benefit from are people who are alive. I guess maybe if there's like some famous like tech billionaire that died, and I can bring him up and be like, you know, I'll keep bringing you back every year, making your life hell unless you tell me about the technology, so yeah. I can be a tech billionaire. <laughs> yes, or or maybe like call someone and be like the with someone who knows where the treasure is yes okay. oh yes so yes. i should call the lost dutchman do yes. you guys remember yes if i call me back from episode four okay see i forgot about treasure and that's why i was getting depressed but that's why i love treasure yes because treasure can change everything it can in an instant it changes it changes the tides of fate yes the winds of fate the winds of fate yeah changes yeah. fate in general the fates yeah you know what? I would bring all of our podcasting equipment out there and I would just conjure up literally anybody and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> special guest. Hey, a special guest, a ghost. We only have them for three questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yes, that's what I would do. Comment below what questions should we ask the ghost? That's right. And who would you conjure up? Yes, please. Besides being associated with ghosts, crossroads have also historically been associated with love and fate. For example, in Wales, it was thought that if a girl went to a crossroads, scattered a few hemp seeds in the wind, oh. and recited the following couplet nine times in a row, her future lover would appear walking through the pathway. Oh. This is the couplet. Everyone, if you're interested in knowing who you're going to marry or who your ultimate true love is, yeah. you got to go to a crossroads and say this. I'm interested. And you have to say it nine times. Hemp seed, hemp seed, hemp seed I sow. Hoping my true love will come here to mow. Hemp seed, hemp seed, here I will throw. Hoping my true love will come here to mow. Very close, and in fact, I think it would work. What was it? It was hemp seed, hemp seed, hemp seed I sow. Oh. Even though they're not sowing it. It's bullshit. They're just throwing it to the wind. They're yeah. scattering it to the wind. Yeah. Hoping my true love will come here to mow. Okay. Similarly, in Germany, it was believed that, quote, if after supper on Christmas Eve... A girl shakes out the tablecloth at a crossway. A man will meet her and give her good even. Of the same height and figure will her future husband be. What's good even? I don't know. Oh, like he's going to say good evening? 
Oh, I bet you that's okay. just old English. So yes. a man is going to come and he's going to say like good evening and he's going to help her or whatever. And then her the, her future husband will be the same height and weight of that person. Yeah. So how does it help you at the end of the day? You know, I guess you'll know like, oh, my future husband's short, so I'm not going to like bother like courting, like tall. entertaining these tall guys. Right. Like yeah. every tall guy is now just a fuck boy to you. Yeah. You're like, sorry, I don't have Waste. time for you. I'm waiting for my forever person. Yeah, yeah. And he is not your height. Right. Yeah. So maybe it is helpful. Yeah. And then if you're deciding between two people, if like you've got two people on the table and you're like, right. who would I be happier with in the long run? I just don't know. You can be like, well, this guy is too skinny. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. He's not the right He's not build. the guy because... that's going to be my forever. Right. Exactly. Right. Crossroads were also associated with fortune telling, particularly as it relates to death. In the Highlands of Scotland, it was believed that if you took a three-legged stool to the place where three roads meet and sat on it while the church clock struck midnight, you would hear the names of those destined to die during the following year whispered in your ear by the wind. Why would you want to know that? You're chaotic. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, you want I want to know who's going to die. Or maybe you're worried that you're going to die during the year. And so you're like, let me see if my name uh, is whispered in my ear. And if it's not, then you know you can go do jackass stunts yeah. with your friends because you're not going to die. I think I would just die from fright if anything whispered in my ear. Yeah. Something heart like attack, whis- immediate yeah, heart whispering, attack. Things whispering in my ear is just... Uh, yeah it's just, creepy yeah i hate it i don't even like when people i know whisper in my ear you, like you know when you're at like the theater or something literally anything where you can't talk and they're like and then someone's like i have to use the bathroom <laughs> i know and i'm like it's creepy it's like the hot breath in your ear i don't like it okay. you would hate asmr huh i actually like some asmr but i have i've listened to a lot of asmr i really really and this is no shade uh-huh. at dudes i cannot I can't listen to a dude's voice in my ear. Yeah. I don't know why. It's too triggering. It's triggering. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, this brings back too many I love Latte S. Oh oh my God. We're on YouTube. So I should do a shout out. Um, Latte ASMR. We love you. Or I love you specifically. Come on the show. Come on the show. I don't know who you are, but if Nat loves you, I love you. She's um, Korean and she does amazing ASMRs. But she, I think because her personality is so gentle and sweet that like the whispering comes off as genuine. Yeah. But like maybe all of our friends are just crazy. And so like when they whisper in our ears, you're like, this is really out of the ordinary Uh, for this person to be. That's not true. shouting yeah you know? we don't really know any soft-spoken people right and yeah. so it's like ew quit creeping me out just go to the bathroom right <laughs> well shout out to scottish murmurs i listen to scottish murmurs and mm. her voice is very soothing and i love her accent yes 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 the accents help the asmr for sure because i listen to a, I, I, yeah every now that i think about it, every asmr i listen to is has an accent that's not american english oh like british australian scottish like a German person whose English isn't their first language. Right. Korean. Yeah. Wow. 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 Something about people not speaking your language is safe. I what agree. does that say about us? Yeah. <laughs> Too many bad experiences with people in our own country, perhaps. <laughs> okay. Similar to this belief, so that like you, you're going to have like the names. Oh, the whispering of, in yeah, your the ear. Whispering you bring a three-stooled to three-legged a three-legged stool, and stool to yes. a place where three, three roads meet. Yes. And you whisper. And, and that, no, you just sit there until oh, the church clock there. strikes midnight. 
First of all, whoever's doing that is super haunted Yeah, already. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I have no doubt in my mind right. that they would hear something whispering in their ear. So that was a Scottish belief, like an ancient Scottish belief. Mm-hmm. Similar to this belief was that of the Welsh, who believed that if a person went to the crossroads and listened to the east wind, they would hear sighs in nearby houses where people would soon die. This is because, according to Welsh folklore, the east wind was thought to be the wind that blows over the feet of the dead. So if you were having like a particularly strong (laughs) gust of the eastern wind, you could just run out to a crossroads and you could hear sighs coming from nearby homes where someone was going to die. Sighs. Oh, like the wind. Yeah, I guess. The idea is supposed to be that the eastern wind only blows over the The, feet of of the the dead. dead. So as it's blowing, it's going to cause people who are soon to die to sigh and that you're going to be able to hear the sound's going to travel and you're going to be able to hear those sighs. So we're talking about a ghost wind, essentially. Basically, yeah. Right. Like a a dead person wind. Okay, so I'm thinking like, you know how a train goes on a track? Right. They Except do. instead of a train going on a track where, like, if the track was broken, the train wouldn't be able to go. Right. It's a wind and feet of the dead. Yes. So, like, the, the wind, wind travels. The wind travels along only the feet of the dead. So, if there's no feet of the dead, you won't hear the wind. You won't see the yes. wind or anything. I'm going to say yes. That sounds right. That does sound okay. right. It's a very abstract concept right. for me to understand. But I think you did a great job. According to the book Russian Black Magic by Natasha Helvin, quote, traveling through crossroads also held special significance in funeral rites. According to one ancient Welsh custom, the deceased were laid on the ground at every crossroads and prayers were read over them on the way from the house to the cemetery. Perhaps this was done to protect the deceased from the evil spirits who chose such places for their visits and also perhaps to prevent the ghost of the deceased from returning to the house and interfering with the lives of the living. Oh, yeah, ghost drama. Yeah, super, super dramatic. This is like the real world, but with ghosts. So like, if if you didn't lay them down at crossroads right. and say prayers, then they might find their way back to your house right. and start shit with your new spouse. Right. Yeah. This makes sense. Yes. Okay. In Hesse, a central state in Germany... It was believed that the specter of the deceased would not return to the house if the dishes that belonged to him were broken at the crossroads. No explanation for as to why. I could not find an explanation. But let's say um, you are living in a house with your grandmother. Right. Your grandmother passes away. In order to keep her from being able to haunt you, you take all of her dishes, go to a crossroads, Mm -hmm. and smash them on the ground. I get that. Um yeah, I just think it's funny how, like, different cultures, the ghosts are, like, kind of reflect the culture. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, if you come from a very militant society, your ghosts, like, fuck shit up. Like, they rip you apart. And yes. And there's, like, blood on the walls and stuff. But in, is this Welsh? This is or English? in Germany. Oh, okay. The breaking the dishes is German. Yeah, breaking the dishes. Like is maybe that... food is very important. I don't know. I, I feel like know. we've we've learned a, a lot of different funerary customs right. throughout many cultures. And I I remember specifically the Vietnam episode we did. Yep. You bring food for the hungry ghost. Right. So I wonder if it's maybe sort of a parallel in German folklore where it's like. 
they come back looking for their food, but if their dishes aren't there, they won't stay because right. they don't recognize their home or something. Maybe? Right. They're like, I'm not going to eat my ghost bratwurst. Yes. Off of some host plate That's in my right. new home. I who's went, dating yeah. my who's married to my husband. I'm pissed. That's and then right. You I, break her dish. Yeah. I like, went to ghost McDonald's and I wanted to come eat it off of the, my plate, but I see there are no plates here. Right. I must travel on. Right. Yeah. In Finland, participants of the funeral processions took the land from each crossroads they passed, and then they would scatter the soil across the fields where the person was buried, and it was thought that this would protect the deceased person from witchcraft. Mm. Man, people are really into crossroads everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wonder if people, like, why that is. Well, I think... Maybe if we listen to some more examples from different cultures, maybe we'll be able to draw some conclusions. But I will okay. say that I did not find a definitive reason for right. why, why crossroads are haunted. Even so more haunted. Right. So I'm very interested to hear what you think as we continue on through some more examples. Now, the number of paths that connect at a crossroads is also thought to determine how much power the crossroad has. Oh, right. Like Shibuya Crossing in Tokyo is like the most haunted. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I bet you it is. Yeah. So mages go to crossroads formed by three separate roads to make offerings to demons and ask for their help in performing spells. The standard crossroads is the intersection of two roads, and that is suitable for almost any ritual, white magic or dark magic. Okay. Crossroads where three roads come where three roads cross at one point and go in different directions at about the same angle are also very good for all forms of witchcraft. Traditionally, in dark magic, the intersection of three roads is called the Devil's Cross, and spells performed here can be used to sell souls or send demons after people you don't like. Five and seven road crossroads hold extremely strong energy for spell work. However, because they are so rare, they aren't frequently used. In contrast, a T-junction is not suitable for spells, and it's not even considered a crossroads. Okay. So, like, you know, yeah. when, like, there's a street and then another street ugly. intersects. Yeah, it's just okay. T for not terrific. Right. Like, you don't want to use it not for spells. Not extraterrestrial. No, absolutely. In many cultures, it is thought that Satan himself could be found lurking at crossroads during the dead of night. Okay, so, yeah, that's something that I've heard of. It's like, oh, the Satan came from, like, a crossroads. Yeah. You know, like, the devil went down to Georgia. And, like, he was looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. yeah he, he was, was at a crossroads. He was probably at a crossroads, <laughs> but we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We can't say for sure, yes. but we can assume. Assume that he's at the crossroads, yes. Well, I now always you pictured can. him in a crossroads. Wearing a little red hat. Yes. yes. Okay. In the southern states of the U.S., <laughs> This belief is especially prevalent. And it's funny you talk about the devil went down to Georgia yeah. because one of the most infamous stories in American folklore involves famed blues guitarist Robert Johnson, who did not sing Devil Went Down to Georgia, but that is another country blues song. Uh -huh. Born in the late 1920s, Johnson always had aspirations of becoming a famous blues artist. Mm -hmm. But there was only one problem. He wasn't very good. In the 1930s, he disappeared from the public eye following the death of his wife and child. When he returned in the late 1930s, he suddenly, inexplicably, played the guitar very well and began booking gigs immediately in Mississippi, singing and playing his guitar in some of the most popular clubs and bars. He even got a record deal and was able to record 29 songs in Texas, which at the time was a very big deal. Like, mm. if you wanted to play the blues, yeah. 
Texas was where it was at. Right. This caused many people around him to become suspicious. How did the depressed, reclusive, untalented Robert suddenly become an overnight blues sensation? According to ClarkHouse.info, the legend goes as follows. Are you ready to hear this? ClarkHouse.info. They have the info. At the stroke of midnight after losing his wife and child, Robert walked down to the windswept crossroads at the junction of highways 61 and 49 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Reciting an ancient incantation, he called upon the devil to make his deal. With nothing left to live for, Robert asked the devil to grant him fame and fortune Mm. through his guitar playing. The devil's lips curled in an evil smile. All right, Bob, the devil said, but it will cost you everything. Everything I love is already gone, Robert replied. Whatever you take from me is of no consequence. As you wish, grinned the devil. Taking Robert's guitar from his hands, the devil spent several minutes tuning it and then handed it back to the young man, (laughs) thereby granting him the abilities which he so desired. From then on, the young bluesman played his instrument with an unearthly style, his fingers dancing over the strings. His voice moaned and wailed, expressing the deepest sorrows of of a condemned sinner. However, Robert's fame and talent were short-lived as he died at the young age of just 27, just a few short years after this meeting with the devil. The legend goes on to say that proof of this satanic deal can be found in Robert's song lyrics, with two of his most popular songs being Crossroad Blues oh, no. and Me and the Devil Blues. Lyrics include, Early this morning when you knocked upon my door, and I said, Hello, Satan, I believe it's time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. I don't care where you bury my body when I'm dead and gone. You may bury my body down by the highway side so my old evil spirit can get a greyhound bus and ride. And, more lyrics, I went down to the crossroad, fell down on my knees, asked the Lord above, have mercy now, save poor Bob if you please. So remember, the Mm -hmm. crossroads he supposedly went to is the intersection of two highways. And in one of the songs, he talks about meeting the devil. Yes. um, You know, out on a highway. Yeah. And he also talks about falling down on his knees and asking the Lord for mercy. Yeah. Following perhaps a deal with the devil, question mark? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a it's deal a with possibility. the devil. I... Despite his untimely death, Robert Johnson was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998, achieving the everlasting fame and recognition he craved. But at what cost? Well, he also joined the 27 Club. Yes, which is, yeah. you should do an episode on that. Yeah. Or I should. I don't a know. a bunch of people that died at 27. Yeah, and talk about, like, what is up with that? Because there are a lot of famous people that have died at age 27. Do you know 27. how depressing it was when I turned 28 and nothing, I was not famous and nothing cool had happened to me yet? You wanted to die at 27, join the 27 Club? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what everyone wants to do, That's right? haunted. No, I don't want to die. At- if, you, if you have any sort of, like, creative thing in you i feel like that's what you want that's what you want right you want for me yeah you want to just go on and be like Jimi hendrix where everyone's like oh we wish we could have seen what they would have right. done Kurt Cobain. it was so great yeah i feel like in a lot of instances Kurt, i don't i don't care kurt cobain was not that great i will say that nirvana has like four songs that i can listen to well i will say i do think that for a lot of people dying at age 27 as an artist was probably 
the best thing for their career. Yeah. Because when that happens to somebody who's at the peak of their career, we tend to idolize them. Right. Versus like Elvis, who had his peak, then fell off and then died of a heroin shit that he was trying to take on his toilet. Is that what happened? Yeah. What's a heroin shit? Uh, Apparently when you do a lot of heroin, you get really dehydrated. And so you become super constipated. And then when you're straining to take a shit, you can have a brain aneurysm. And then you just die while taking a shit, which is super embarrassing. I... I also thought that that heroin addicts were very thin and wasn't like Elvis like kind of overweight when he died. I think he was bloated from just like not living a healthy lifestyle, oh. heroin included. Right. I think he just wasn't taking care of himself because he was very um, depressed. Yeah. Because his career wasn't going anywhere anymore. Right. right? I, that's got to be so hard. That to has be to at be the super height, hard. Like, you know, to just peak and then have to live out that life not peaking anymore i think people get addicted to it i think so too yeah Yeah, they're chasing that high that they can never find yeah they're like oh this month i made this many million dollars next month i'm gonna do this and this i'm gonna go here and i sold out this arena now what's next now i'm gonna build my own arena right and then when they start going downhill it's like they can't handle it right they're like yeah what i just have to have a normal brunch with normal people I, i just get to revel in my millions for the rest of my life yeah haunted haunted bullshit okay Americans are not the only ones who believe the devil can be found at a crossroads. You may be interested in knowing. In Transylvania, there is a similar superstition. According to the Project Gutenberg ebook of Transylvanian Superstitions, yeah. author Emily Gerard writes, quote, but the Romanian... Oh, th- so this is, this is literally... So I should explain what this is. I realize I didn't do a good job setting this up. So the Project Gutenberg ebook of Transylvanian Superstitions is just a book okay. that this woman compiled all of these different superstitions. It's an ebook. It's an ebook. So here is one ancient superstition. Okay, one thing before you go. Something is telling me to say that that Kurt Cobain thing was a joke, you guys. He's good. Please don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that that guy who was on the cover of Nevermind, um, the, you know, the baby chasing the dollar yeah. bill, he's suing nirvana now yeah the baby who is now a man he's not a baby anymore he's He's suing suing for for child pornography he's saying that he because it's a naked baby chasing a dollar bill swimming in a pool oh that's a very interesting yeah very interesting that's gonna be an interesting case i wonder what the judge thinks of that well i think his parents signed off the rights obviously to the photo so i feel like his beef is actually with the parents yeah but if the judge turns it and says oh this is child pornography then that's gonna trump any like that's true signage there was whatsoever interesting case to follow it is it's we'll interesting see. it's interesting like on on instagram like you can post photos of like nipples and babies and vaginas and stuff like that if there's like art if it's mm-hmm. art or if it's science yeah but where's the line yeah like where is it in a i know it is interesting because i feel like if you post like obviously like a photo that would go to an only fans account i mean right. people who post censored yeah. content from their only fans can get banned from Instagram. Yeah. It's very it's very interesting how our society views nudity in general. Oh, it's so weird. Just let everyone be naked. Yeah. So, including the babies. Unless you're weird in which case you need to be murdered because <laughs> there's no place for you in our society. So, Transylvanian superstitions. <laughs> so, I'm going to read you an old-timey quote that like comes from Okay, go. a document. Okay. I want to hear it in your real voice. I'm taking my headphones off. But the Romanian does not always endeavor to keep the evil one at arm's length. Sometimes, on the contrary, he invokes the devil's assistance and enters into a regular compact with him. 
Supposing, for instance, that he wishes to ensure a flock, garden, or field against thieves, wild beasts, or bad weather, the matter is very simple. He has only to go to a crossroad, at the junction of which he takes up his stand, in the center of a circle he has traced on the ground. Here, after depositing a copper coin as payment, he summons the demon with the following words, Satan, I give thee over my flock, garden or field, to keep till, such and such a term, that thou mayest defend and protect it for me, and be my servant till this time has expired. He must, however, be careful to keep within the circle he has traced, until the devil, who may very likely have chosen to appear in the shape of a goat, crow, toad, or serpent, has completely disappeared. Otherwise, this unfortunate wretch is irretrievably lost. He is equally sure to lose his soul if he die before the time of his contract has elapsed. Okay, hold on. So what you're saying to me is there's a man... And if he want, why is he giving his flock or his land to the devil? Okay, so this was written in old timey time yeah. language. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I am Translate. interpreting it to say. Yeah. Okay, so it's saying that in Transylvania, there's this ancient belief okay. where if you have like a garden or yes. if you're a farmer or you're a rancher, you've got a flock, you've got a garden. Land. And, and you, for some reason, your particular area is like really prone to bad weather or wild beasts coming tearing up your shit or like wolves coming to eat right. all your sheep or thieves yeah then in order to protect your livelihood what you can do is go to a crossroads yeah trace a circle on the ground drop a copper coin in the middle if a toad or a, the devil a goat man or whatever shows up right so you're gonna say this incantation that yeah. i said in the old timey language and then as long as you stay within that circle, you can make a pact with a demon or the devil himself mm -hmm. in order to protect what you have. But you have to keep your end of the contract. So it's not in this version, it's not always your soul that the devil wants. Right. Maybe he just wants something else. And they don't give any examples, but maybe he's like, hey, I'll protect this for you if you give me your firstborn or I'll protect this for you if you give me an offering, you know, like right. w whatever it might be. Yeah. And as long as you stay within the circle and don't die before the contract elapses, in theory, you're going to be fine because you've carried out your end of the deal. The devil's going to protect your shit. Okay. But if while you're doing this incantation, you, you somehow step outside the circle, you, the devil gets your soul automatically. He doesn't have to carry out his end of the bargain at all. He just gets to keep you because you're no longer protected. That circle's supposed to be a circle of protection. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So you build your house in the circle or whatever? No, no, no. You can step outside of the circle once the deal has been made. It's just while you're negotiating the terms with the devil, while you're reciting this incantation, while he's present, right? you cannot step outside the circle. Okay, yeah. So it's in, in witchcraft, you like draw a circle mm -hmm. of light around. You make like this magic ring. So that's what it yeah, is. So it yeah, so it sounds like that That could be what, what this is. Okay. Okay. In a tradition still practiced today in the Eastern Alps, it is thought that the devil appears on the 12th night of each month to passersby at road intersections in the shape of a humpbacked mannequin. So the devil will show up uh, on the 12th night a of each month. A mannequin like a fake person? Yes. How fuck, How creepy why? is that? I No explanation. This is just a belief. It's folklore. A lot yeah. of folklore, it's like, why did we start believing this? No fucking idea. <laughs> like, so it's just the devil shows up like Quasimodo, but made of plastic. 
Okay. Which is horrifying. So scary. That's way worse than either. Right. And and again, this is like Uncanny Valley as well, right? Like it's not a real person. It's It's like a doll. It's not a real hunchback. Yeah. It's a a fake. Fake one. If you address him, the devil will ask a series of questions of you, normally seven in total. If you are able to answer the questions without using the words yes or no, ah. then the devil will grant you treasure. Ah, okay. If you do not pass the test, he gets your soul instead, dragging you to hell for all of eternity. Okay, wait. We would do this in improv class. Like It's like one of the games you could play is where the so whole scene So you're cosplaying as be... the devil. Yeah, no wonder... Uh, uh, improv is haunted yeah, yeah i knew it was haunted but i didn't know why but yeah you have to do like a whole scene and you it's you can only do questions they do it in um whose line is it anyways yeah. oh also. yeah yeah so like if i asked you a question i'm like Alyssa, like where did you get your dress today what would you say uh you want to know my, tr- my trick for it what this is my trick is i just say who what where when just one of them and then just make some shit up after it okay uh Alyssa, where did you get your dress do you remember that Macy's down the road? Oh, yeah, that's good. You, you didn't use my trick. Well, I, it's too late. There. there now you, you messed me up because I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, if you pass, you get treasure. Right. As, so treasure. he's going to ask you seven questions. You can't say yes or no in response. But how do you know it's the devil? Because he's a humpbacked mannequin. <laughs> On the twelfth night of the month, okay. Do you see a lot of humpbacked mannequins on, at a crossroads in your part right. of the I'm, woods? Okay, assuming that if you're in this location on the twelfth night in the crossroads, you kind of like are expecting this hunchback mannequin to I, show up. You probably up. don't go outside during right. this time, yeah, unless you want to get treasure. Yeah, yeah. High risk, high reward. Right now, in the Abruzzi Mountains of Italy. The spirits of deceased loved ones were thought to wander the earth on All Hallows' Eve, Mm. escaping from their graves for one night and wandering in a spectral procession through the streets. Mm. According to this Italian legend, the only way for a living person to be able to see the ghosts is for them to stand at a crossroad with their chin resting on a forked stick. First, the souls of the good will pass through, then the souls of the murdered, then the souls of the damned. First the souls of the good, mm-hmm. then the souls of the murdered, then the souls of the damned. Okay, yes. I get it. So it's like going from like their soul is least good haunted to, to most haunted. haunted. Yeah. Right. And you have to, so you, if you want to see like a loved one yeah. on All Hallows Eve, because all the ghosts in this belief you are going to pass through early. the city. Yeah. So you got to go at midnight to a crossroads. Find yourself a forked stick. Yeah. That's Rest pretty your tall. On it. Rest your chin on it. And then you'll be able to see the ghosts going by. And you know that, okay, first comes the least haunted. Right. Then the murdered. Then the most haunted. Right. It's like you're not, it's not, the first two, it's not their fault that they died. Right. Of course. The second, the third one, it's probably not their fault that they died, but they're, they're haunted. Yeah. They're <laughs> like criminals or I don't know, whatever. Who knows what yeah. this belief is? Like yeah. maybe it's the people who did the murdering. The damned. That come third. Right. Yeah. Um, Who figured this out? Like who went to a crossroad and like put a fork, you know I think I have an, an idea of why folklore starts. So I think someone is like 
see some sh- crazy shit one time and then they're trying to figure out why they did and they're like well this one time i was there it was the 12th day of the month it was a, at a midnight mannequin came, came wandering by and i and i talked uh, to him yeah and you know he asked me a bunch of questions and i i didn't want to give him yes or no answers because i thought he was going to kill me so i just was <laughs> babbling and then it turned out that I got treasure. I got treasure. Yeah. So here's what you need to try to do. Right. I think you're probably right. Like someone accidentally stumbles upon something yeah. and then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe right. that's why. Or like, well, I was tired. I was resting my head. <gasps> oh, and then I saw my grandma. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The Crossroads also holds paranormal power in Brazilian mythology. As we learned in episode 61, the lead masks case. Yes. When we discussed the headless mule. Yes. For that those was a metal. Metal as, as fuck. Yeah. Piece of folklore. Now, for those who missed that episode or don't remember this tale, I will briefly summarize it below. Otherwise, if you want the full long shaboodle, you got to go to the lead masks case episode. Right. Okay. The headless mule is thought to be the ghost of a woman who was cursed by God for fornicating with a priest within the church. Right. As such, she is condemned to turn into a fire-spewing headless mule galloping through the countryside from Thursday's sundown to Friday's sunrise. Hot mule summer. That's right. The mule has been spotted throughout many different regions of Brazil, and its appearance varies greatly from region to region. Sometimes she appears as brown, sometimes as black. Sometimes she has silver or iron horseshoes that produce a hideous trotting noise, much louder than any mortal horse is capable of producing. I like the sound of a horse trot. I find that offensive. Well, this is like so fucking loud that it's like breaking clop, your eardrum. Clop, clop, yeah. clop, clop, clop. Okay. That's right. Despite being headless, the mule still neighs and sometimes it moans like a crying woman. It also has a bridle to tie to its non-existent mouth mm. and spews fire through its severed neck. According to most reports, the mule is condemned to gallop over the territory of seven parishes each night, and its trip begins and ends at the parish where the sin was committed. Mm. Transformation usually occurs at a crossroads. The cursed woman must walk to the crossroads each Thursday night, where she is cruelly transformed into a headless mule. She then completes her journey, galloping through the dark streets, crying and wailing. A person who encounters the mule should not cross its path, or the mule will follow the offender and trample him down. What I don't like about this is that why doesn't the priest get any punishment? Because women are the devil. Because women are too hot? Yeah. Like yeah. it's her fault? So hot that our necks spew fire. Right. At a crossroads each Thursday night. I mean, isn't that like the thought behind like a bunch of this like ancient bullshit is like a woman w- tempted a man? Yes. Yeah. Because she was Beginning too with hot. Eve. And it's not our fault that they're so hot. Right. Yeah. Beginning with Adam and Eve in the Garden of right. Eden. She's like, hey, you want to bite from this apple? And then he's like, she tempted me to bite the apple. And that's why I'm Adam was sin. such a pussy. Right. Just don't eat the fucking apple if you don't want to eat it. God said the same thing to you. He said, don't eat the or apple. Or just be like, yeah, I ate that apple and then I ate that pussy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Just own it. Yeah. Another What's the big deal? Okay, now we're traveling back to Robert Johnson again, who's that blues musician. Oh, okay. Okay. Another song by blues musician Robert Johnson, who we discussed earlier, also seems to have parallels to the legend of the crossroads. In the song Hellhound on My Trail, Robert sings about a black dog from hell that follows him around everywhere he goes. Oh, that's cool. An evil omen on his trail. According to AstonishingLegends.com, 
Apart from ghosts and the devil, many cryptids and strange animals may also be found at the crossroads. For example, the Osher from Belgian folklore is a black dog that haunts crossroads, mm. playing evil tricks on those who unknowingly cross its path. Mm. There is also a crossroads cat, often called the money cat. Isn't that funny that it's like the Osher? Is the haunted dog, and then the haunted cat's just called the money cat. The money cat sounds cool. Yeah. In order to conjure the cat, you must leave a food offering of a dead hen. Once the cat materializes and eats this offering, it will allow you to take it home. Once in your house, it must be trapped in a box or corner of the house until oh. it is tamed. Oh, that's going to that's that's have the opposite process. effect. Mm-hmm. I've had cats before. And, and they're, they can't be tamed, no. much like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> you, may take, you must take diligent care of the cat, including feeding it well and offering it many treats. If you let it out early or if you do not take proper care of it, it will flee your home and curse you with bad luck. Now, I want to say it does not say what happens if, if you, you tame, tame the it, cat. Because no one gets there. But it's called the money cat. So I'm assuming, like, you get you money. You get money. I don't know. Every cat I've ever had was a dick. Yeah. Like, they Every were beautiful. Every cat I've ever met was a dick. Yeah, they were beautiful. And they're, they just, they are very tempting. You want to touch. You want to hold. You yes, want to play. Yes, you want to just, oh, like, let me never, touch your belly. And they're not about Never it. on the same page. No. Not once. No. And then when you're not about the cat, it wants it everything to do with you. It's like weaving around yeah. your legs. It wants to crawl in your body. And you're like, I'm... Where were you yesterday when I wanted to play? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mittens. Yeah. That's right, Mittens. Now we've heard... Read the room, Mittens. <laughs> now we've heard about some superstitions and paranormal beliefs surrounding Crossroads. We certainly have. But I thought, to get us in the mood for spooky season, which is quickly approaching, mm. we should go over the steps for how to carry out two Crossroads rituals. We're going to do one in a vlog. Are you ready, Natalia? Yeah, let's hear it. I want a money cat. So... <laughs> So the first one is called the Suji Ura, the fortune game. Is that Japanese? It is Japanese. And now I'm a little worried. Did you talk about this in your Japanese folklore episode? Well, Could have. Let me know. Who cares? <laughs> that was so long ago. If you guys remember that episode, get a life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to hear the rules? Yeah, let's go. Players. One principal player is needed for this game. Ooh, me. Supplies. <laughs> One comb. You have a comb? No? no Sorry. Can't play. You. I don't that's have a you. comb either. Okay. Supplies. One comb. Something with which to cover your face and a crossroads. Okay. I don't like this now. Instructions. Part one. The summoning. Step one. Begin at night. There is no specific time required in order to perform this ritual. However, you should make sure that it is late enough for there to be less cars on the road. Yeah, I mean, if you get hit by a car, that's pretty haunted. Yeah, well, maybe that's the devil just dragging <laughs> you down with him. Step two, go to the crossroads you have chosen. Bring your comb and your face covering with you. Okay. Step three, make the comb speak. Strum the teeth of the comb oh. with your fingers three times. Yes, it's like, oh, like a figurative bing, bing, speak. Bing. It's like when people say, make that pussy talk. They don't right. actually want your vagina to talk. They're just having it make noises, oh, that right? Makes a lot of sense. A lot more sense. Wow, than, I feel yeah. really bad now. Yeah, you've been really <laughs> trying to make that pussy talk for a long time. I thought there was something wrong. Right, yes. No, you've been doing everything right. It was simply a misunderstanding. Okay, step four. Repeat the following phrase three times in a row. 
Suji Ura, Suji Ura, grant me a true response. Suji Ura, Suji Ura, grant me a true response. Now, and I may be pronouncing this wrong. Step five, wait patiently. Okay. Step six, keep on waiting. Do not become anxious or impatient. Step seven, watch all the paths that lead to the crossroads where you are located. If no one else approaches the crossroads, then your ritual has failed. You either did something wrong or the time is simply not right. Do not proceed. You may try again another time. If someone you know approaches the crossroads, the ritual has failed. You either did something wrong or it is not the right time. Do not proceed. You may try again another time. Okay. If a stranger approaches the crossroads, someone who you have never met before, the ritual has succeeded and you may proceed. The stranger. Step one. As soon as you see the stranger approach, you must cover your face immediately with your face covering. Do not uncover your face until it is safe to do so. Step two. When the stranger is close enough to speak, you may request that they tell you your fortune. Be polite. Ask. Do not demand. Do not, under any circumstances, show them your face. If the stranger does not answer your question, do not proceed. This is not the right time. Do not continue to ask or attempt to detain them until they answer you. Let them go. When they have gone, you may remove your face covering and wait for another stranger to approach in order to try again. Okay, I'm sorry, but if someone ever ever ask me to tell them their fortune and they have a face covering on and they're sitting in the middle of the night in, in the, the dark cro- yeah by themselves with yeah. a, uh, a comb in their lap i'm gonna shoot them yeah. <laughs> i'm not taking any risks guys like, i've seen too many scary movies uh, yep. yep i'm not gonna you know do that no yeah absolutely not okay not that also timeline. can you just imagine someone comes up, comes up to you under all those circumstances and they're like tell me my fortune and you're like no yeah and then they just try to detain you like tell me my fortune like i'm detaining you until you tell me my right. fortune. why can't you show your face i don't i i don't know but we're gonna continue on okay okay if the stranger refuses do not proceed let them go when they have gone you may remove your face covering and wait for another stranger to approach try again so if the stranger doesn't say anything to you when you're like tell me my fortune yeah just let them leave and if the stranger refuses similarly just let them fucking go we on have their to merry do a blog way. of this. Yes, we do. If the stranger agrees to answer, you may proceed. Do not uncover your face under any circumstances. They should not know who you are. You know what would be the perfect place to do this? Hollywood. Just stand in the middle of the road. Oh, someone would 100% talk to you and tell you your fortune. Yeah, probably, honestly. Yeah. And they would, they would, yes. And they would be haunted. Yes. Step three, listen closely and carefully to what the stranger says. When the stranger has finished speaking, you must thank them for their time and let them go. Still do not uncover your face. Next step, when the stranger has gone and is no longer within eyeshot, you may remove your facial covering. Then you should immediately walk home, not stopping anywhere else or talking to anyone else on your way back. Afterwards, go home and live your life. Okay. Hopefully you can live with the new knowledge you have acquired from the stranger. Additional notes. There is no specific environment needed to play this game. For example, it does not matter if you are in a busy industrialized city or in the quiet rural countryside. As long as there is a crossroads present in your chosen location, the location should work. 
The game may be played with more than one player, but any additional players beyond the principal player must act simply as mere observers to the game and are not allowed to speak or interfere in any way with any of the steps. Okay. Well, they're definitely going to say some stuff to you. Right. Like, if you're a group of friends and you've got a thing on over your face, one of them is going to surely, like, walk by pretending to be a stranger and be like, oh, something weird is going to happen to you. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All players, whether the principal or a bystander, must wear face coverings during the game. No specific face covering is required. A bandana, surgical mask, scarf, or piece of paper are all perfectly acceptable means to cover your face. You can even use a book. So it doesn't have to be like a traditional face covering. You just need to make sure that everything is covered but your eyes. Oh, so you wear a mask, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may not use another part of your body, such as your hand or forearm, in place of a mask. Bystanders do not need combs. So, you know, like some people are like, oh, maybe I'll just do this. I don't have to bring a facial covering. Yeah. Like, I'll just cover my face. Literally, you can't do that for whatever reason. It has to be, like, some object to cover your face. Right. Um, If a stranger approaches after the summoning words are spoken, bystanders may not look at the stranger or remove their face coverings until the stranger is completely gone. Bystanders should also refrain from speaking or making any noise at all. They should remain as still as possible and not interfere with the game or try to stop the game. According to some versions of the game, it is not okay to mix English with Japanese in the summoning phrase, while in other versions of the game, it is perfectly fine to do so. Hmm. But if you're worried about this, you may either say the phrase entirely in English or entirely in Japanese. So in English, it would be inside the same, grant me a true response. In Japanese, the phrase is the suji uru suji uru ura. But I don't know how to pronounce "grant me a true response" in Japanese, so okay. I'm just gonna Not try gonna to. Attempt. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to ask Reina, our friend Reina, okay. to like send me a soundbite of her saying it. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Note: the stranger can only tell you what they personally know about your future. They are not omnipotent and do not know everything. They also cannot tell you what to do with the information they share with you, or how to change the course of fate, or even if you can. You must discover this for yourself. And that is the end of the crossroads ritual or suji ura, which is our first crossroads game. Natalia, mm. what do you think of this ritual? You know, I think that this ritual would work. I feel like if you were wearing a mask down on Hollywood Boulevard and you're in the middle of the crossroads and you're yelling, tell me my fortune with your someone's face Someone's going to answer. Someone's going to answer. They're going to be like, I'll tell you your fortune is get the fuck out of the yeah, way. Yeah, tell you the fortune. I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't <laughs> yeah. keep walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's probably true. Right. <laughs> so the game works. The game works. Yeah. Confirmed. So now, our very last thing for this episode, Natalia, would you like to know how to summon the devil to a crossroads? Mm, what's the catch? That the devil's going to come to the crossroads. Okay. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have some macadamias while you tell me. Okay, according to American folklore, so the last crossroads ritual was from Japanese folklore. This one is from American folklore. You will need to do the following in order to summon the devil to a crossroads. And this information comes from a YouTuber named X Room Mod. He posted a video called Crossroads Ritual July 2015 where he actually does this ritual. And I won't tell you what happened because I want to make sure I'm giving him credit. So go over to his channel if you want to watch the full video. It's like 15 minutes long. But I'm just going to read to you what this American ritual is according to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. First you need... 
tons of yarrow flowers, full blooms to be exact, and they must be fully grown too. You need enough to plant them in the corners of the crossroads, all four corners. If you're wondering why you need this type of flower, it's because it's considered the devil's flower. You will also need a black cat's bones. Any size will do, and it doesn't matter which bone you pick and whether the cat is full grown or not. You also need a box or a sack. You will need this later on. Okay, if you're going to kill a kitten, then you're probably going to meet the devil, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, at some point. At least after you die, you're going to meet the devil. I'm going to look up what a yarrow flower is because I'm interested what flower yes. the devil is. And I'll throw it up on the screen too. You will also need graveyard dirt, preferably one that's dug up from an old grave. You will need something to put the graveyard dirt in. Example, an apothecary bottle. You will need a shovel, a photograph of yourself. Note, it must be a photo of yourself. If you use someone else's photo, this will not work. A crossroads, so you will also need a crossroads. Mm-hmm. It might might work best if it's in a field of some sort and you are able to dig in any spot from it. You will need a lock of horsehair. It does not work. Oh, if the horsehair does not work, then the next best thing is Spanish moss. Um, and if you want, this, this is just like listing all of the things. Like if you want, you can try both at different times. I guess some people have luck with horsehair. Others only have luck with Spanish moss. And after you have gathered all of these ingredients, you can proceed to the next step. Step one, gather all of the ingredients and place them in the box or sack. They cannot be placed beforehand. Also note that you must take a few yarrow flowers and place them in the box also. Plant the yarrow flowers in the corners of the crossroads. It has to be either midnight or 3 a.m. Both times will work. Go to the exact, and I mean exact, center of the crossroads and dig a small hole that will fit the box or sack that you have placed your items in. Place the box... With a dead kitten in it? Well, the bones. Oh. The bones. So, like, if you're... I guess if you know that there's, like, a dead stray that got run over by a car or something, you could go get a bone or a couple of bones. Who's calling me? Decline. Okay. Um... Okay, so you got to go to the center of the crossroads, dig the hole, put all yeah. your shit in there, yep, um, and bury it with the same dirt you dug up. Then you wait a few seconds, a minute or a little bit more, and the demon will appear. So this is like a fact. If mm-hmm. you do all of these things, the demon Satan's will there. appear. And then what do you do with Satan? After the demon has appeared, note that it may look like a normal human being, but it will either tell you that it is a demon or it will show you its eyes. Oh. Apparently demons have different eyes. Once the demon has appeared, you may now make a bargain with the demon. But beware, you're not getting your wish fulfilled for free. It comes with a price. The price is that you are selling your soul. The only way you can get out of it is to kill the demon. Once the bargain has been made, it will do something to seal the bargain. And then this, according to these instructions, it says it is unknown what will happen because people who have actually done these mm-hmm. deals have like aren't publicizing, hey, I sold my soul to the devil. Right. So we don't know exactly what it is, but they do something to seal the deal. Um, and it could be something as simple as coming into contact with you, like touching your skin, mm-hmm. like the demon comes, touches your skin, or maybe it pricks your finger and takes some of your blood. Something happens to seal this deal. Okay. Okay. Notes. This is very dangerous. And it is advised that you must be careful while doing the ritual. In order for it to fully work best, you have to fully believe in it. 
So it's not like, ha, 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 I'm going to go out and meet the devil. Like, you mm-hmm. have to believe this in order for it right. to work. You have to be like, ha, 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 I'm fully invested. Yes. Also, if you are going to record this with a camera, hide the camera where it cannot be seen in plain sight. Just in case anything goes wrong, you should bring a blessed dagger with you. If anything does go wrong, like the demon tries to kill you, you can then stab it in the heart with your dagger and run away as fast as you can. Oh, sure. My blessed dagger. Yeah. Everyone has one of those. You will only have a certain amount of time till the demon comes for you to take your soul to hell. Most people tie this ritual with the TV show Supernatural, but the ritual has actually been long before TV was invented and even long before America was discovered. Wow. So And even longer than before Supernatural was. That's right. So apparently Supernatural took, like, I don't watch Supernatural, right. but I guess they took this ritual from mm-hmm. history and yeah. used it in the show. So people who are uncultured and don't listen to Let's Get Haunted are like, Oh, this ritual is not from real. It's from supernatural. But right. really, it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Let's Get Haunted. Right. <laughs> and apparently back in the day, like, because it says you need a picture of yourself. Back in the day. It's hard um, to get a picture of yourself. Right. Well, no, yeah. Back in the day, it was really hard to get a picture of yourself. And before that, when cameras weren't invented, mm-hmm. you had to have a portrait of yourself, which only super rich people right. could afford. So you just get someone to draw. Yeah. Like a crude. Yeah. Like caveman painting of mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And then it also says uh, that the only famous person in history who has carried out this ritual is Robert Johnson, the guy, the blues singer, allegedly. Did he admit to any of this? No, but people think that he left like these clues clues in his songs. Right. And then allegedly he died three years after he made the pact and he was never, I mean, allegedly he was not talented to start with and then disappeared from the public eye came back like an amazing but he guitarist also, he sang the blues but and what's going to give you more fuel to be an amazing blues singer than pain and he lost yes, his, and wife, he's and lost his, his child. wife and child yeah. also like he could have just practiced like people are like he sucked and then he came back and was really good like yeah. yeah that's called practice but apparently a lot of people think he made a deal with the devil okay and that is how you summon the devil natalia what are your thoughts i mean yeah that sounds like that's how I don't know. I'm going to assume that that's how you set summon the devil. Yeah. But my thoughts during that are, you know, who's just, like I said, who who figured out witchcraft? Yeah. Like who figured out yes. also who let's just make it more modern. Who figured out cooking? Who figured out baking? Totally. Who, I can't figure that out. Right. You know, like who was the first person to make a grilled cheese and not burn it? Who figured out you can eat this white round oval thing that comes from a chicken's butt. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah. So I, this podcast really just leaves me with more questions. It's very true. And I'm going to read my sources and then Please. ask for your final thoughts. Please. I'm going to throw them up on the screen right now. I have eight sources for this episode. The first one is The Most Dangerous Game, Suji Ura or The Fortune Game, written by Lucia on January 24th, 2018 for the com. Um, I love the ghost in my machine. Yeah, they have great stuff. The on most that random. Website. Yeah, website. everything you could ever dream of. It feels like it was written in 2008 or something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also want to thank listener Sienna E, who follows me on Twitter and um, logged into her JSTOR account because I don't have one and downloaded a scholarly article for me that I wanted to read. And that article is called The Mystery of the Crossroads by Martin Puvel for volume 87, version two of folklore i'm assuming it's a magazine 
written in 1976. I wish we had this podcast when we were in college. We could have used so many more things towards this podcast. I also just want to say, if you're a listener in college and any of these stories we've covered would be helpful for you in some sort of essay, you can plagiarize us. I literally give no fucks. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, just write down the exact things that we say and use our sources and I'm fine with it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Save you some time. Um, Source three, Russian Black Magic, The Beliefs and Practices of Heretics and Blasphemers by Natasha Helvin. It costs $11.99 on Google Books. Uh, Source four, Crossroads and Ghost Lore by Anonymous for occult-world.com. Source five, Crossroads Folklore Wikipedia article. Source six, Clarkhouse.info's article on Robert Johnson. It had no title. Source seven, a brief overview of Crossroads, which is an article published to astonishinglegends.com that had no author listed. Source eight, the Project Gutenberg ebook of Transylvanian Superstitions by Emily Gerard. And source nine, I lied, there are nine sources. YouTube video Crossroads Ritual, July 2015, uploaded by X Room Mod, where he allegedly found all of those ingredients, including the black cat bones, and carried out this ritual. Yeah, Yaro, trying to summon a demon. Yarrow doesn't look that haunted. It's just like little flowers. What color is it? There's a bunch of different colors. I think it said yellow. Yeah, yellow. Yeah. There's white. They're just like kind of look like baby's breath. Like little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very unassuming flower. Allegedly, it's the devil's flower. Well, that makes sense. It grows everywhere. It's like a weed. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's persistent and resilient. Mm-hmm. We've all got a little devil inside of us. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about? I've been eating these dry roasted macadamias, which are fantastic. Thank you, Kamu. Um, but I also did not wash my hands between touching that possum's paws and eating the macadamia. I didn't nuts. even think of that. Yeah. I, don't think I was I thinking about either. it the whole time, but I was like, it's probably fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's mummified. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you can take mummified possum bones in place of cat bones. And carry out this ritual. What if you mess up the ritual and you just summon the cat that its bones you have? Is it the money cat, though? Right. And then you take it home. I'm very interested in the money cat. The money cat is very... It's like it's a cute one, right? Like, you're not summoning the demon. Or maybe some people think cats are demons. But, mm-hmm. like, you're summoning a little cat. And it might give you money if you give it treats. Yeah, but you have to keep it in a box. It's not going to like that. Yeah. It's really not going to like that. It's not. That. Yeah. I'm very interested in the money cat. You guys, if you have a money cat, please comment know. below. How did Let you get know. the money? How much money? In what denomination was it? Was it dollars? Right. Was it rubies? Was it gold? Tell us. I'm very interested. That's a great episode, Alyssa. Thank you. Do, so why do you think, in, in closing, why do you think crossroads are haunted? Because it seems like this is literally almost every like continent that yeah. has something. And there were even more examples, but I could have gone on for four hours. Maybe just because it's a good place to summon. Like if you think about a road that's busy all the time. So we're talking about olden days. They didn't just have like parks that had places for people to sit and like platforms and things like that. There were no like stages for you. You know what I mean? There wasn't like concrete places. And right. so a paved area or like a flat area, like a road or a crossroad would be this this big flat area that's like clear for you to go do weird stuff in and so they're not going to be like yeah go to the middle of the sticks and brush and right. wait for someone because like you're going to be just covered in mosquitoes and spiders and all this and like nature's going to be touching you everywhere this is like a crossroads might be one of the only groomed manicured oh, place for just commoners to go do sh- weird shit at night yeah you couldn't go do weird shit at night and like 
the local square. Yeah. Because everyone's going to see you doing weird shit. That's then they're going to kill you. That's like the Hammersmith ghost where that guy was doing weird shit, dressed up as a ghost, yeah. spoiler alert, and got shot. Right. In the square. Yeah. So see, that, that is what would happen if I was there. Like yeah. I said to you, yeah. <laughs> you guys don't scare me. You will get killed. Yes. That is a true fact. You heard it here first. Also, Crossroads, but the movie that Britney Spears was in did not Haunted. do well at all. Haunted. Yeah. Maybe that was part of Britney's downfall at the yeah. time. Like when she went through her mental breakdown and stuff. It was the combination the of paparazzi, fame, um, you know her love life and then also the crossroads yeah i think she was symbolically i'm not even gonna say this because it's stupid and it's like everyone could think of this but symbolically the crossroads is like a bunch of different paths meeting in yeah. this chaos well yeah that's what i said in the first paragraph i know of the but episode, it's so right? obvious yeah like i want to think of something cool like right. tornadoes no i i get it i know it is kind of a cop-out to be like well it's the meeting of two realms and the yeah. possibilities are endless. So the liminal space is like the thinning of a veil of between right. two worlds. Like, yeah, it's too easy to say that almost. Yeah. But maybe just ancient people knew some shit. We don't know. Shit was a lot more haunted back then. I know. And so maybe they knew, like maybe they saw ghosts all the time and cryptids all the time at crossroads. And it was just like a fact of life. But then you have to wonder, like, maybe they didn't know what was going on because they weren't very good at keeping haunted shit away. Because it seems like they did a lot of stuff to keep haunted shit from happening, but haunted shit happened all the time. True. I don't know. True. Well, guys, what do you think? Leave a comment below. Let us know why you think crossroads are haunted. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen something weird at a crossroads? Have you ever tried to summon a demon or devil? Uh, and were you successful? Right. <laughs> That's Those are my questions. <laughs> wow. wow. Natalia, wow. would you like to do our sign-off? Of course. Um, BRB, going to go sell my soul to the devil so I can get a money cat. Bye. Bye. Bye.